Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. Hey everyone, it's Michael with Wedding Videography School. Hope you guys are having a great day, great week. I know I am. I'm actually uh, feeling pretty good about myself. I am finishing up the last four weddings from 2017, and I did 36 uh, in 2017, so only four left to edit. I am I'm feeling pretty good about about what I've accomplished this year, and um, actually just finished a wedding yesterday, and I'm waiting to hear back from the client. I think it's good. I think they're going to like it, but... Uh, you never know. Yeah, you, you always got to wait to hear back, and uh, so that's that can be a little nerve wracking sometimes. But um, I, that wedding actually turned out a lot better than I thought I thought it would. So I'm not I'm not terribly concerned, and uh, I'm super excited. I mean, by the time you hear this, I'll already be back, but uh, I'm getting ready to leave in a couple of days for New Jersey going to go out and visit the in-laws, got to see the wife's family, and uh, my brother-in-law just had a new baby a couple months ago, so we're going to go see that little guy for the first time and, uh, you know, spend a a day or two down at the Jersey Shore and, uh, you know, do a little GTL and then uh, head back up to uh, the Kendall Park, Princeton area uh, for the rest of the week, so... um, looking forward to getting a little bit of time away from editing and a little bit of time uh, away from staring at a screen all day. I think I'm going to think I'm going to buy a Kindle and uh load up the Kindle with some books and uh just do some just do some reading while I'm gone and uh respond to emails that sort of stuff. So actually feeling pretty good about myself and looking forward to some uh some some time off. So all that being said, I want to jump into today's show. On today's episode, I really want to talk about something that I've been doing over the last few months that has really helped me up my productivity. I just mentioned that I shot 36 weddings in 2017, and there's no way that I could do all that and I think it's safe to say that that's kind of a lot of weddings for for one videographer and uh, for someone who does mostly their own shooting and editing. Um, you know, it's it it's a lot. It's a lot. I don't know any other photographers or videographers, at least me personally, who are shooting that many weddings. Um, so productivity to me and being efficient with my time is has always been something that I pride myself on and something I've always been good at. Um, but still there are people that are doing better than me, right? There's people out there that are doing this and making more money than me and spending more time with their families and getting more weddings done. And so I'm always striving to get to that next level, right? There's, 
Um, there's never really a day where I think, okay, I'm done. I've, I've maxed out what I can do. Um, there's always more that can be done. I remember, it's funny, when I first started shooting weddings um, and I was kind of on this precipice of quitting my job, um, I thought, man, I could probably quit my job if I shot 15 weddings, but it would be awesome if I could shoot 20, right? And I think that year, I definitely did 15. I don't know if I did 20. I can't remember. Probably did. Um, and uh, it's, it's funny because, like, looking back, I thought, but 20, like, back then I thought 25, though, would be, like, the max I could do. Like, there's no way I could do 25. And that's probably true at the time. Like, there's probably no way I could have done 25 because I didn't really have a good workflow. I didn't really have a good system in place for, like, how I was going to attack each wedding video. And I was way pickier too back then, um, back before I kind of learned that perfection is the enemy of uh, productivity, right? Um, it's You want to have a great product, but if you're just trying to make a perfect video every single time, uh, you're not going to be very productive. It really slows you down. And that's that's kind of how I was back then. And since then, I've kind of developed a workflow and a system and kind of become, I, I hate to say it this way because I don't want it to sound like I don't care because it's absolutely not the case, but I'm just a little bit less picky than I used to be about the videos that I make. And to be really honest with you, none of my clients have come back to me and said that they were disappointed. Nobody's come back to me and said, hey, this isn't as good as your videos you were doing two years ago. In fact, I... I look back on the videos I was doing two years ago and I think, oh, those were not nearly as good as the ones that I'm doing now. So um, it's it's okay to not be as picky, um, still produce a great product, but um, at the end of the day, you gotta kind of pick and choose what you're gonna what you're gonna stress about and what you're gonna spend time on. And for me, I'm at the place where I can pretty much shoot a wedding. I know the shots I want. I know how I'm gonna put it together. And my job is to edit as quickly and as efficiently as possible and just keep pumping the weddings out and booking more weddings and making more money. That's, that's kind of how I approach, um, my, my business. Um, and you know, we all have 24 hours in a day, right? So, you know, it's easy for me to sit back and say, uh, well, you know, I, uh, there's not really much I can do. I did, I did 36 this year. Uh, I don't think I could do 40. Uh, I think 36 is my max, but I know that's not true. I bet I could do 40 and I'm actually thinking about, um, I haven't decided whether I want to do 40 in 2018. Um, but part of me kind of wants to say that I did 50, uh, at some point. And I don't know if that'll happen this year. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by the idea of, of doing 50. Um, I think that could be, that could be pretty cool. Uh, definitely a, a new number to, to think about, but there's no way I could get to 50. And to be honest, there's really no way I can get to 40 if I don't make a very specific and small change to my schedule. And so that's what I want to talk about today. And that change is something that you might think is just overly simple. And I definitely did uh, just a few months ago. And it's getting up earlier. 
That's right. <laughs> it's so simple. Um, I'm somebody who loves to sleep. I When I get tired, I am not really a pleasant person to be around. I think you could ask my wife uh, what she thinks of me when I'm tired or when I haven't gotten enough sleep, and it's it's not good. She doesn't have she won't have anything good to say about me, uh, for sure. And so, um, it was a few months ago that I was reading this article on Business Insider or something like that. I I actually looked it up, and there were a few different articles. I'm, I forget which one I read first, but I know there's one on Business Business Insider about how. Um, the top CEOs, they all like talked about um, what time they wake up in the morning. And most of them wake up anywhere from like 4 a.m. to like, um, I think the latest was like 6 a.m. But most of them, a lot of them said they wake up at like 5.30 a.m. to get their day started. And um, it wasn't, so I, I had kind of read this article and I had heard about this book called Miracle Mondays. Um, not Miracle Mondays, Miracle Mornings. And there's like a whole book on <laughs> that somebody wrote about like how it's beneficial to get up and start your day early. And I thought, okay, sure. Like I get it. Like you get up and you're just like working more. Right. Um, and so I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. So I actually tried to do this a while back, um, long before I read this article Um, and what I was doing is I was getting up at like five in the morning to go, um, work out with my buddy Chuck. Uh, he, he has a little baby too. So we're kind of in this phase of our lives where we have to wake up early and all this stuff. And so we're like, well, when are we going to work out? And we decided, you know, we're going to start doing it at, at five in the morning or five 30 in the morning or whatever it was that lasted for like a week (laughs) cause, um, it just sucked. It sucked to get up early in the morning. And at that, at that point it was, uh, I think it was fall here in Colorado. So, you know, it wasn't exactly warm at five in the morning. Um, you know, it's like 40 degrees out. Um, you know, sometimes it's like 30 degrees. So you had to like bundle up and then jog over to the park where we were going to meet up. And it just sucked. Like the whole thing sucked. And so I, I stopped doing it. And then, I, so I read this article, and then I wasn't intentionally trying to wake up the next week, but I did. I woke up at 6 a.m. Um, I, honestly, I think I need a new mattress or something because it's weird. Like, I, 6 o'clock rolls around, and, like, I just can't get comfortable. And so I decided, all right, I can lay here and roll around for, like, an hour and be uncomfortable, or I can just get up. So I decided to just get up. Um, I've got this Amazon, uh, what's it called? The Amazon Echo in my room, which is really cool. And I was able to like hook it up to like the lamp and stuff in my room. And then we've got one downstairs in the living room. And yeah, it's really cool because you can like hook it up to lights and outlets and different things and you can control stuff with your voice. And so, um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of silly, I, but bear with me, like, I woke up and I was like, oh, I guess I could get up. All right, I guess I'll get up. So I was like, Alexa, turn on the lamp. And uh, it did. And then I was like, Alexa, play, you know, classical music or whatever in the morning. And she did. And I was kind of like getting ready, 
kind of waking up. It was still dark outside, and I thought, this is kind of cool. Like, it's nice and quiet. Like, my two-year-old isn't up, like, screaming his head off, running around yet, which is kind of nice. And so I went downstairs. I made myself some hot chocolate. I'm not really a coffee guy or anything like that. And um, I just kind of bummed around for a little bit, and it was awesome. And then I kind of wandered into my office, sat down, um, answered some emails, uh, that I need, had left over from the prior day and then a couple that came in overnight. Um, and then I was, I've been working on this new business that I'm doing. And so I needed to open up like a bank account and um, get some tax stuff in order for, for the attorney and all this stuff. And um, those are just kind of like miscellaneous tasks that kind of eat up time during my regular day. And before you knew it, or before I knew it, definitely before you knew it, <laughs> but before I knew it, I had like half my to-do list for that day already done. And then my kid was like waking up and my wife was waking up and getting up and stuff. And I was able to spend a little time with them and then take my kid to daycare and then go work out with my buddy Chuck and then come back, take a shower. And when I sat down, half my to-do list was done. And I was like, well, that's really strange because like I was kind of like, yeah, right. Like getting up earlier is really going to make that much of a difference. And it was, I was only getting up an hour earlier. That's it. It was just an hour. Um, and so since then I've bumped that time to five thirty. and well, I try like sometimes I don't get up at five thirty, Um, but usually I have Alexa set the alarm for five thirty, and then, um, you know, sometimes I, I tell her to snooze or whatever, but uh, for the most part, like I'm getting up and it's awesome. And so it's really crazy how something super simple like getting up in the morning uh, and giving yourself an extra hour, hour and a half to just kind of sit down and get some like little things out of the way. Uh, it's it's just been so helpful. And I don't think you need to read a whole book <laughs> about it. I don't think you need to go online and research it, although you're more than welcome to. But I know that for me, it's been, it's been a huge, but I know that for me, it's had a huge impact on my productivity. Um, cause like I said, normally, you know, I'm, I'm working on those little annoying things, um, in the middle of the day when I could be working on my big projects, right? Working on an edit, working on a ceremony, working on a highlight video, um, and doing all that kind of stuff. And so now that I'd can just sit and focus for, for five or six hours on the meat kind of work that I have to do. Um, by the time, you know, five o'clock rolls around and I got to go pick up my kid, it's everything's done. Everything's done. And in fact, because of this, I actually got, I'm like two days ahead of schedule right now, um, for the stuff that I have to do. So the, the whole experience has been awesome. And, I know that some people are out there like, man, I don't want to wake up. I don't want to get up. Um, but you got to think about it this way. Like 80% of people out there, I don't want to say they're lazy, but I wouldn't say that 80% of people out there are hard workers. I'd say that 20% of people out there are hard workers. 80% are the kind of people that are just going to hit the snooze button and go back to bed, right? They, uh, they want to sleep in. They don't want to work out. They don't want to eat healthy. They don't want to do the things they know they need to do to improve their life, to improve their situation, to get ahead, to be more successful, to do all those things, right? Those people are not you. 
because you're listening to this podcast and you're trying to learn, trying to absorb some knowledge, trying to learn from my mistakes, trying to hear what I have to say about things, trying to get a different perspective, right? That's not always the best. (laughs) I'm not always the best perspective, but I'm a perspective, right? That can kind of help you along and improve what you're doing or give you a new way of thinking. Um, And you guys too, you guys email me all the time with new ideas and new ways of thinking. And hey, have you tried this? And hey, you should try this hosting site and blah, blah, blah. And so it's really, it's really helpful. And the thing is, you might think like, I can't get up that early. Right, I'm like you, Michael. I uh, if I don't sleep, it's not good. Well, guess what? Honestly, I go to bed like 15 minutes earlier now. Um, you know, I used to go to bed at 10 o'clock, right? Because I'm old. <laughs> uh, and now I go to bed at like 9:45. So I only lose like 15 minutes of my day, really. Um, and I just go to bed when I'm tired. I lay down on the couch in the evening, and me and my wife. Um, you know, we, we typically watch a little TV after our, our, our son goes to bed. Um, or, you know, I'll, I'll read a book or my wife will, you know, she's, she's super into like Instagram and all that stuff. And it's all right. I don't mind it, but, uh, you know, I'd rather like read a book or watch a good TV show or something like that. So, you know, I'll, I'll fall asleep on the couch sometimes too, but it's no big deal. Um, you know, waking up early, the, the benefits are, are huge and they definitely outweigh the cons of like, Oh, I'm tired at, at nine 45. Listen, I'm going to be tired at nine 45 anyway. Cause like I said, I'm 31 and I've got a kid. So life kind of changes at that point. Um, I'm definitely not the guy who's going to stay out until three in the morning anymore. Um, I don't, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's not possible. I'm like reminiscing about when I actually did that. And, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of sad that that's over, but, Um, so yeah, give it a shot. I know it's, it might suck the first few times, but, but just stick with it. Eventually your body will get on a schedule and it's, it's really not that bad. You'll just automatically kind of start waking up around that time. And, um, you know, I'd say, I'd say commit to doing it for at least a week, do it for at least a week. If you can, commit to it for 30 days. I think if you could do it consistently for 30 days, just wake up to your alarm and get up and get out of bed. Um, and you don't even listen, I'm going to make this easy on you too. This is like a challenge, right? And I want you guys to email me and let me know if you're doing it. Um, you don't even have to get up right away and like start working, right? You can wake up and maybe, uh, you definitely get out of bed, but you can wake up you know, make yourself some coffee, make yourself some breakfast, whatever. And then, you know, after a week or after 30 days, whatever it is, then just kind of start working into your schedule, like getting a jump on your day's to-do list. And if you don't have a to-do list, I highly recommend that you get one. Having a to-do list is really like, it's what keeps me organized. I had to go get my phone fixed today because the screen, I dropped it. I dropped my iPhone and the screen broke, right? So I had to take my phone in. Um, and I was without my phone for an hour, which normally I'm like, whatever about, like, I'm not one of those people that's like super addicted to my phone. Although I'm, I'm kind of addicted, but not because of like social media or anything like that. 
Um, which I don't know why I feel like it's better if (laughs) it's not because of social media guys. So for some reason, I feel like that's somehow better, although it probably doesn't really matter. Um, but I was without my phone for like an hour and I was like, man, I really wish I had my to-do list in front of me. Um, and I just felt weird not having my to-do list. So if you don't have one, get one. And then in the mornings after a week or so, just start like trying to maybe check off a few things in the morning off your to-do list. It, it's going to make a huge difference and it's going to allow you to be more productive. And if you're more productive, you have more time to A, do the things that you like and B, take on more work, take on more projects, take on more clients. You're just open yourself up to more opportunity if you're not busy doing um, stuff that's you know taking you three, four, five months to do, right? We want to get our weddings done in weeks, not not months. Although, you know, for me, I shot 36 weddings and it took me, uh, I think the longest wedding it took, it took me like 90 days to get that done. So that's three months. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on that. So anyway, guys, that's today's episode. I hope you found my ranting and droning on about getting up early um, helpful. Um, like I said, super simple concept, but uh, very, very, very helpful and an integral part of my day. Take it from someone who shot 36 weddings this year and only has four left. Oh, yeah, four left to edit. Um, if, if I can do it, you can definitely do it because I am not special. I'm just a guy. So we'll catch you in the next episode. Hey guys, this episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, photographers wearing wide brim hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company and for good reason uh, they are clearly the most creative most unique uh, individuals out there and their photography is so creative I can't even begin to describe how creative it is that's how creative it is if you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats, then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there. So, um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school, or you're hanging out at home, or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide rim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether It's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear. Whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide brim hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, 
and you know you got one frame and then you hear another click sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row like click 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 uh that they just got eight pictures and maybe one of them is good probably not but the photographer wearing a wide brim hat they are going to call those photos later on and you know really really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day um that they stood in front of the videographer to get and they're gonna they're gonna edit those down into something truly magical probably um probably just two eight by tens that you can put in the living room next to the closet door so give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event